0: Hey, thanks for checking out Passionate Life Church. If you'd love to get to know us more, please visit us at PassionateLifeChurch.com. We're so glad that you've joined us. Get ready for an awesome message. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Pastor Andrew, thank you for that. Thank you for that word this morning. We needed that. Uh, my name is Tyler. I am the youth director here. I work with all the teenagers and And before we jump into things, um, man, I got to say, Pastor Andrew, the way you run Sunday service is just amazing, right? It's amazing, right? The way you preach, man, the way you get into things, the way you kick things off is amazing. And and I figured I would go ahead and give it my best shot. Ready? Hey, good morning. Hey, welcome to Passionate Life Church. Hey, Hey, my name is Tyler. I'm the youth director. For those of you who do not know me, hey... I want to thank everybody who's watching us online and who will be joining us throughout the week. <laughs> Did I do okay? I do okay. And Thank you for staying connected to Passionate Life Church. All right. Right? Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Well, hey, for real though, my name's Tyler. I'm the youth director. I work with the teenagers. I had to get that. I had to get that. I had to do it. Uh, <laughs> and... uh Man, I'm just so excited to be here this morning and just to share a word that I feel God has laid on my heart. Um, I'm continuing the series of Fear Factory because I think it's a very, very prevalent thing that we're going through right now. Our society, uh, you know, us as individuals, man, there's fear just surrounding our world, surrounding our nation. And I had to kind of keep this going before we get into it. I want to share a verse and we'll go ahead and pray in Psalms 27.1. It says this, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? Let's go ahead and pray. God, we thank you so much for today. God, thank you for this morning, for an amazing time of worship. God, just for meeting us here this morning. And God, as we come here confused and afraid and and not sure what's going on in our world, we know that you are a constant. We know we can rely on you. We know we can stand firm in who you've called us to be because you are our fortress. We love you so much, Jesus. Thank you for all you do in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. So I had, I had a bumper video that I, that I wanted to show. It didn't get rolled by. The title of my message is God's Plan. Okay? God's Plan. God's Plan. And I even threw a little bit of, uh, a little bit of song in there. How many of uh, my teenagers, my young adults know the song God's Plan? Yeah, okay, okay, we got some, okay, yes. So God's plan, okay, but before we get into that, man, I wanna talk a little bit about our plans and, and things that don't go according to our plan. We've all had a plan or two in life that didn't go the way we dreamed it up, right? Absolutely, right, 2020, how about that? How many of us had plans for 2020 and we're like, well, this, okay, this didn't really work out the way I dreamed it. I um, mean, I've got so many stories of plans that I made that didn't go the way I wanted. And, and, I, and I wanted to jump into one real quick. I was a youth pastor out in, uh, in Utah for a couple of years, and, and, man, we played games with these students, right? We played games with my leaders, with my students, and, and I'm sitting there, we have game night Saturday night, and I'm like, this is going to be a great game. I've got a great game in my head that's going to be wonderful. It's called Egg Tic-Tac-Toe. Egg tic-tac-toe. This is going to be wonderful, right? Okay, I got it drawn up in my head. What we're going to do, we're going to divide the students, Team X's, Team O's. There's nine leaders. We're going to stand in a little three-by-three like we're playing tic-tac-toe. Don't worry. We took safety precautions. We put plastic bags over our head so we wouldn't get eggs stuck on us, okay? So I'm like, this is going to be wonderful. We were safe, you know? Just, hey, man, my clothes were good. So what we would do is we'd stand there. Team X's had a carton of eggs. Team O had a carton of eggs. And we would stand there and if they threw it and hit us, then that mark got whoever, whatever team hit that spot got that mark. So if team X hit the middle, boom, then you got that mark. OK, so we played. Uh, it's November. It's kind of cold outside, but luckily we had plastic trash bags. So we were kind of warm. We're good. Right. So we're standing there and man, the first egg just whizzes right by my face. And I'm like, hey, this is probably not a good idea. <laughs> this is they were not throwing them lightly. OK, these guys were like beaming these eggs at us. And, and I'm standing there, and bam, I get pelted in the shoulder. And I'm like, okay, Team O ends up winning. We go inside. It's kind of cold. And, and it's a Saturday. I'm not really thinking about it. I'm like, we'll clean it up later. It's okay. And um, we, we play some more games inside. It's about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night when everyone leaves. And uh, we go outside. I'm like, man, there are eggs all over, all over the place. And, and me, I didn't want to kill the grass. So I decided we'd just play in the parking lot right? And, and it's, it's right before church. I'm like, it's oh, okay. We'll just sweep them up. It'll be totally fine. Um, well, they all froze to the ground. All of the eggs froze to the ground. And so I'm like, well, oh, crap. Like, I get, We got to clean them because people are going to be coming here tomorrow morning for church. And this is not going to fly with my pastor. He's going to be really disappointed in me and ask me why there's eggs all over the ground. And so we're out there scrubbing eggs. Can't get them up. It's about midnight. And I'm like, I got a great idea. Let's put a bucket of water on them so they'll get loose, and then we'll just be able to peel them off, right? So someone else knows it's going. Okay, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. So I grab this bucket of water. I'm like, okay, I got it. All right, ready? I'm gonna even put soap in it so it's you know we'll loosen all of up. Boom! Splash it, and that water froze instantly. Just ice. So now we're chiseling out ice. We're chipping up eggs, and we're there till three thirty in the morning. We got to be at church at seven, and uh, there were still eggs all over the parking lot. I was just called it quits. I was done. But that—that that was a plan that I had that didn't go the way I wanted it to. Okay, I was like, "This is going to be wonderful." I was out there scrubbing eggs for a long time, and you see, a lot of a lot of times in life, things don't go the way we had hoped. Things don't go the way we had planned. And I wanted to to jump into a story in the Bible real quick about a group of people where things didn't really go how they had dreamt it up, how they had planned it. And before we jump into the first verse, I just kind of want to give you some context of this. It's a story of the Israelites and Moses, okay, and Moses is this guy, right, and he leads the people out of Egypt, right, he leads them out of captivity, and, and he's their dude, and they're rolling with them, parts of the Red Sea, man, he's telling Pharaoh, let my people go, like, it's, it's, he's this awesome, awesome guy, and he leads them out of Egypt, out of captivity, and he's, they're going to the promised land, right, God's got a, a land picked out, he's got a plan picked out for them, and this is where we find ourselves in Deuteronomy 34, verse five. It says, so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, just as the Lord had said. There you go. Talk about a plan that didn't work, right? According to what the Israelites wanted, right? Moses was their ride or die dude. This was the guy that led them through captivity, that led them out of of Egypt. He was supposed to be the guy that's going to usher them into everything, and their fearless leader died. Died right there. There you go. We'll just get right into it. He died. It says, the Lord buried him in a valley near Bethpeor in Moab, but to this day, no one knows the exact place. Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyesight was clear and he was strong as ever. I mean, I guess that went according to plan for Moses. At least he was strong at the end. Like, I, if I'm 120, I hope I'm strong, okay? That's one thing. Moses had that going for him. But but Moses was their guy, right? Moses was was their guy that was supposed to lead them to this promised land. And I can just put myself in the Israelites' shoes. I can just imagine, man, now what? Now what? You talk about something that didn't go according to the plan that they had drawn up. This was a dude who led us through everything, and now he died. And now what? Should we just sit here? What do we do? As we keep reading here, it says, The people of Israel mourned for Moses on the plains of Moab for 30 days. Until the customary period of mourning was over. Now, Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. We keep reading here. There, There has never been another prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. The Lord sent him to perform all the miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants and his entire land with mighty power. Moses performed terrifying acts in the sight of Israel. So here's this. Here's where we find ourselves, right? The Israelites are out of there. They're ready to go into this promised land, and their, their guy dies, and Moses dies. And I can just, just picture in my head what they're going through because I think we've all been there a time or two. I think some of us can find ourselves there right now, where we had drawn something up, life was going great, life was moving in the right direction, and then something happened where it's like, wow, that didn't go according to plan. Now what? Now what? But What I want want you guys to know is that just because things don't go as we had planned, it doesn't eliminate God's plan. So we got to understand that just because we've got plans in our, head, in our heads and things don't go according to the way we had planned them, it doesn't eliminate God's plan for our life. But when we're in the, the thick of it, man, when Moses dies, when we're faced with troubles and we're faced with, faced with insecurity and uncertainty, it's really hard to realize that God has a plan for our lives, that God is in control still. When things don't go our way, that is tough to do sometimes. But just because things don't go as we had planned, it doesn't eliminate God's plan. We've got to know that. We've got to know that. And for me, man, I want to just take a few minutes and share a little bit about myself. Another thing that didn't really go according to plan for me, um, it was, you know, not egg, tic-tac-toe, okay? It was, it was a little, you know, kind of, but, you know, it's a little, little bigger, but... Um, uh, I was born and raised here in Colorado. I've got three younger brothers. I've got some I see right up here with me. Uh, my mama, uh, my dad born and raised out here in Colorado. Met my wife Sarah here in Colorado. So this is my this is my home, right? This is my home. And, and my dad was a pastor growing up. My grandpa was a pastor, my cousins, my uncles. And so I was like, I that's the last thing I'm going to do, okay? There is no way I'm ever going to be a preacher. That's just not going to happen. And, and, and here we are. So, but it's, it's not going to happen. But my my dad... Man, my dad was my best friend. My dad, this guy, man, he was the best person that I've ever met in my life. And and I can say that with the utmost confidence, the best guy I've ever met. And uh, it was Thanksgiving 2011. We went out to Utah, and my dad preached a sermon. We were out there feeding homeless people. We did a Thanksgiving dinner for homeless people. Um, And so what we did is every family sponsored a table. And we brought them in, and we sat them down family-style. We all brought our own uh, dinnerware. We all brought our own tablecloths. And we just sat down and enjoyed dinner with them. And, and my dad and I were talking afterwards, and he was saying, you know what, Ty? we got to open the church. i got to get back into things. See, my dad had gotten hurt really bad by the church, man. He, he had gotten betrayed. He would gotten hurt really bad. And he, he left the church, man. He fought some serious depression, went through a lot of things. But, man, in, in November of 2011, he was like, Ty, we got to plant a church back home. We got a plan in the church. I was like, Dad, I'm with you. Like, I'm with you wherever we go, Dad. Wherever we go. My dad married us. Like, my dad was my best friend. I'm with you wherever we go, Dad. He's like, all right. And so we started to talk about a name. And we we, got, we met with people of, you know, how do we do this? And and where do we meet? And, and we had this plan, and I had this plan of doing ministry with my dad, of moving forward. And this was this was the plan, right? This was the plan that I had. And about two weeks later, I get a phone call from my mom. I said, uh, your dad killed himself. And I I, I stopped. And I just said, what? And she said, your dad killed himself. And um, man, it didn't hit me at first. It didn't hit me at first, okay? I, I was like, No way. I'm I'm trying to just process everything that's going on. I just talked to him that morning. Like, there's no way this just happened, right? There's no way. And so I get in my car. I know I got to get home to my mom, and I got to go get home to my brothers. I, I get home. I'm driving, and I'm headed that way as fast as I can. I'm calling my wife. I let her know I'm driving, and I'm praying, and I'm freaking out, and I don't know really what's going on. But a part of me wanted to hold on to, maybe maybe they're wrong. Maybe, he, maybe he's not dead. Maybe maybe he's alive. And man, I whipped around the corner into our cul-de-sac. And there was a fire truck. there was an ambulance. And there was the cop cars. And man, it hit me. It hit me hard. And I remember running into the house at the snowy day. Man, I'm trying not to fall as I'm running up to the front door, I walk inside, and I knew it happened. I knew it came true at that moment because of the heaviness I felt when I walked in it shook me. I remember collapsing to the floor, not knowing what was going on. I had a firefighter who grabbed me by my arm and picked me up and said, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. But how was I supposed to feel like it's gonna be okay? This was not the plan that I had drawn up in my head. This was not the plan that my dad and I talked about. This was not how things were supposed to go in life. You see, my Moses died. My Moses died, and and when you're in the moment, I get it. You can't see what is right, you can't see what beyond what's right in front of you. I didn't, I couldn't see God's plan. How am I supposed to see God's plan when Moses died? How am I supposed to see God's plan when everything that I had destined, what I thought destined for my life, got ruined in an instant. How am I supposed to see that? How am I supposed to move on without my Moses? You see, my plans destroyed. But God still had a plan. But God still had a plan. And what we need to know today is that though 2020 got off to a rocky start, though Moses may have died in your life, though something may have gone wrong, though your plan didn't come through the way you thought, God still has a plan for your life. He has not given up on you. He has not given up on you. See, it took me years, years, to believe that God still had anything to do with me, that He still wanted anything to do with me. I used to tell my wife all the time, babe, I just I just don't think I think God's done with me. I don't think I could ever do it again. But God had a plan. Somebody say I have somebody say I have a plan. Alright, good. Somebody say I have a purpose. Say I have a destiny. A destiny, absolutely. Now that we got that out of the way, I got to get you to know one thing. It's not always, but a lot of times, man, the greater the destiny, the greater the enemy. The greater the destiny, the greater the enemy. And you see in, the, in this story of the Israelites, man, they had a destiny to get to. They had a plan to get to. And, and they had a real enemy fighting them. And you see, when we're in the thick of things, man, we can think that our real enemy is is our circumstance, it's our people. But I got to get you to know, your real enemy isn't people, it's not situations, it's not circumstances, your real enemy is the spirit of fear and discouragement. That is the real enemy that we fight in life. You see, it's hard, to, it's hard to not believe that when you're in the moment, when my dad died, when my plans fell apart, when Moses died. What do you mean this is not my real enemy? What do you mean the walls of Jericho aren't the real enemy? As we get into the story of what happened to the Israelites, what do you mean this is not my enemy? Your real enemy isn't people, situations, or circumstance. It's the spirit of fear. And it's a spirit of discouragement. I think the spirit of fear is something that is back into America again, trying to control our world. And we have to understand, we have to understand, this, this is not your enemy. This mask is not your enemy. The government is not your enemy. People is not, it's not your enemy. Your real fear, your, your real enemy is fear. Spirit of fear, discouragement. So we, we jump back to this story. Of the Israelites here, where they're, they're experiencing that right now. They're experiencing that fear. And in Joshua chapter 1, we realize that God still has a plan. In Joshua 1, it says, he, uh, the Lord is talking to Joshua, he says, no one will be able to stand against you for as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with you. Moses, I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you, Joshua. You are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything that you do. So here's this, here's this plan, right? Now we're starting to see this plan formulate. Moses is dead. They don't know what to do. They don't know where they're going. But God has said, Joshua, you are going to lead these people out. You have a destiny, Joshua. You have a plan. You see, it didn't, it didn't go the way the Israelites had chalked it up. It didn't go the way the Israelites had drawn it up in their head. But God had a plan regardless of what the world threw at them. And Joshua had to fight the spirit of fear because we see it over and over. God says, don't, don't be afraid. Be strong and courageous. Be courageous. Be courageous. He told him four times, be courageous. You see, Joshua's real enemy was not what was about to be in front of him. It was not the Jordan River. It was not the wall of Jericho. Joshua's real enemy was fighting that spirit of fear and discouragement. Somebody in here needs to know that God isn't done with you. That Even though your Moses died, and even though your plans crumbled, even though 2020 sucks, can I, just, can I say that? Even though 2020 is terrible, there's no other way to put it. There's no other way to put it, man, and it's so hard when we're in the moment, and we get these mandates, and we're like, oh, man, the mandates, and I have to wear a mask, and, and all, the, all the political stuff, and it's so hard to not realize that that is not our enemy. Your enemy is not that. You see, in this moment, we see that God's still out a plan. As we keep reading in Joshua 1, verse 8, it says, Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you are. Go. See, what Joshua is showing us right now is if you fight your fear, you can move forward. And if you fight your discouragement, you can fulfill your destiny. But if we get so caught up in the little things that don't matter in the gray areas, then we can't fight our fear. We can't fight our discouragement because we don't know who our real enemy is. But if we fight our fear and we say, nope, I know I've got walls of Jericho to walk through. I know I've got all of these places to go before I get into the promised land. But the first step i got to take is fighting that fear and moving forward and walking forward so I can, I can fulfill my destiny. You see, you said earlier, I have a destiny. you got to believe that about yourself. you got to believe that God has a destiny and a plan and a purpose for your life. See, I got to get you to know, man, that fear is a feeling, okay? Fear is a feeling that we're all going to experience from time to time. It's a feeling that we're all going to experience, okay? I hate spiders, okay? I'm just going to say it. I do. I'll be real. I hate them, okay? (laughs) I see one growing, I get the heebies a little bit, okay? I'm not going to lie. See, fear fear is a, a feeling, right? And it's a spirit. We know we've been talking about the spirit of fear, just because you have fear doesn't mean fear has to have you. Let me say that again. Just because you have fear doesn't mean fear has to have you. And see, what I mean by that is when fear has you, you can't move forward because you're paralyzed. When fear has you, you can't fulfill your destiny because you're so worried about what people are going to say. You're fearful of the unknown. You're fearful of of what may happen. You're fearful of what people might think. You're discouraged that you have to wear a mask. You're discouraged that things aren't going the way we had planned. But if we have fear, you've got to understand fear doesn't have to have you. God's saying you can move forward, Joshua. God's calling some Joshua's in here today. God's calling a Joshua saying, Yes, I know plans didn't go the way you had drawn them up. I know you've been hurt in your past. I know that things happened in your life. I know that 2020 is off to a rock start. But guess what? 2020 is halfway over. We still got half the year left. We still got half the left, and I promise you, God has a plan for the rest of 2020. God has a plan for 2021. God's got a plan for 2022, and you've got to start believing that God has a plan, and you've got to move forward to fight your fear. See, in our world today, fear has gripped all of us. Fear has, has gripped our nation. It's gripped the hearts of, of our people, of our world, and, and so many people are being caught up in the fact that this year's over, that I can't go out in public, that I can't do this, that I can't, I, can't, I can't move forward because they're letting the spirit of fear have them. You can have fear. You're gonna experience fear, but you gotta say, no, not today. You're not gonna have me. You are not going to have me fear. I'm going to move forward because God has called me. See, in Isaiah 43.1, it says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. See, The word ransom means rescued, delivered set free. And so here we are, man, in 2020, when, when the world is not going to how we had planned it, when the world is not going to how we have drawn it up, and it's so hard to not be fearful. It's so hard to not be afraid. But God's saying, don't be afraid, for I have rescued you. I have delivered you, and I've called you by name. One of, somebody in here needs to know that God has called you by name. God has called you by name and he's got a plan for your life and he's got a purpose for your life. Yes, I know that Moses is dead. Yes, I know that you can't see what's beyond right in front of you. Yes, I know we have to wear these stupid masks. Yes, I know that this life isn't all that we have drawn it up to be at this point, but it doesn't eliminate the plan that God has for your life. Somebody needs to know, Joshua, that you still got a destiny for me. You've still got a destiny to fulfill. God hasn't given up on you, and I remember long nights, lonely nights, sitting there in my bed, crying, wondering where God was. had just been married. My wife and I were married for a month and a half when my dad died. And here I am not being able to be the husband that I need to be, because I'm so stuck my Moses dying. But man, I'll tell you one thing. It was here at Passionate Life Church. Came to a worship night. I sat way in the back. Right over there. Walked in. Didn't want anybody to notice me. Don't know don't and notice me. Sat back there. Fought with my wife the whole way here, if I'm being honest. Because I didn't want to be in church ever again. I was done with it. And I felt God reach down and grab my heart and say, I'm not done with you yet, Ty. I'm not done with you yet. And uh, I was like, well, God, you got to say that again. (laughs) Because I I feel like you are. And and he said it again. He said, I'm not done with you. I still have a plan for your life. And they called. Pastor Andrew made an announcement for the prayer cove. So I'm in the back there and I can feel the Spirit pulling me saying, Tyler, that's you. You need to go get prayer. You need to go get prayer. And so I walked down the side. I walked into the kitchen right here, okay? I walked into the kitchen because it's not that a prayer cove. I walked in and it's pitch black. I'm like, this is kind of weird, okay? <laughs> this is kind of weird. I don't understand this. But <laughs> God told me I need to go to the prayer cove. So here we are. So here we are. And Pastor Ben came and grabbed me. He's like, hey, are you you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm just here to get prayer. Like, yeah, yeah. He said, it's over here. I was like, oh, thanks. Appreciate that. (laughs) Pastor Ben pulled me in there, and he prayed. He spoke over my life. And it was in that moment that I realized I still had a destiny That God still had a plan for my life. Even though my Moses died. Even though I was stuck in the midst of my fear, fear of what people would think, fear of the unknown, fear of the future. God came and said, I have got a plan for your life. And somebody needs to know that God isn't done with you. God isn't done with you. If you fight your fear, you can move forward. If you fight that spirit of discouragement, you can fulfill your destiny. God is calling a Joshua to lead a new movement of God to say, I've still got a promised land. I've still got a plan for these Israelites. I've still got a plan for my people and I need a Joshua to step up and say, I'll go. God is calling a Joshua in here today. Don't you let fear have you. Fight that fear, move forward. Your real enemy isn't this mask. Your real enemy is a spirit of fear. We fight our fear, we can move forward. We fight our discouragement. We can fulfill our destiny. Let's go ahead and pray. God, we thank you so much. God, just for, for being for being with us today. God, for showing up and and telling us that you have called us by name. God, you have ransomed us. God, you have rescued us. And we know that though things didn't go according to the way we had planned, it didn't go the way we drew it up, but God, you still have a plan for our lives, and we trust in that plan. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. God, we trust in your plan. We trust that you have a purpose. And God, we know that our real enemy is in our circumstances or our situations, but God, our real enemy is fighting that spirit of fear. So God, as we press in to your perfect love that casts out all fear, let us keep moving forward. We love you, Jesus, in your name, amen. Thank you again for joining Passionate Life Church today. If you want more information on events, you can visit us at passionatelifechurch.com. We look forward to seeing you soon.